Hey everybody, this is Hunter Howard. I'm the lead pastor of Encounter Church. Here at Encounter Church, our vision is helping people encounter God. And that's what I pray and hope for you today, that you will encounter God through this message. Enjoy. How about we go to Hebrews chapter 11 and verse 1. The New King James Version says it like this. Now, oh, and by the way, if you're new here, when I pause, you read the word loud, all right? Are we ready? All right, now faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen, right? How about the Passion Translation? Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things we long for. It is all the evidence required to to prove what is still unseen. Now, Let's review what we have been looking at for the past three weeks, right? First of all, we learned that faith and hope work together, right? They're a dynamic duo. In fact, you can have hope and not have faith, but you can by no means have faith if you don't first have Hope. Hope is the foundation of faith. It's necessary to have hope if we want to have faith. And they work together like a dynamic duo, okay? We also learned that hope is unseen, right? Like the, 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 the title of our series. Hope is unseen, but faith is the way to see that which is unseen, right? We learned that hope is invisible, but faith, my brothers and sisters... Is visible. You can see it, right? We also learn, we've been learning that faith is where? Inward, inside, right? Hope is inward. I'm sorry, hope is inward, but faith is outward. Hope is on the inside, but faith, you can see it on the outside. We learned that to hope is to dream, but faith. Faith is to believe the dream, speak the dream, and act on the dream, right? Hoping is dreaming, but many people dream and never do anything about that dream, right? In fact, so many people go to the grave full of dreams that were never realized. But to hope is to dream with God, to dream according to the word of God. But faith is to do something with that dream, is to speak it. It's to believe it. It's to act on it. It's to go somewhere with it. It's to do something about it. We learned that hope is expectation, but faith takes it further. Faith is to live as if what I expect is going to come to pass, right? Not just to hope and, 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 and wish for something to happen, but what, what's on the inside, I live, I live as if I actually believe it's going to happen. That's what faith is, right? Last week, who, who was here last week? Man, that was a humdinger. I've been hearing people talk about it all week, right? Fa- our hope sticks. We talked about why is it that we lose hope? Why is it that you can... Have faith one day and then a little further down the road, it's like you lost your faith, right? How do we get it to stick? And we learned that the way that hope sticks is through our continuous obedience of faith, right? Okay, the continuous obedience of faith. We also learned that hope 
leads us to faith, and faith leads us to freedom. That's right. Here's a new one. You say, why all these phrases? You're given a lot more catchphrases than normal because I really truly believe that one or two of them are going to stick with you and they're going to help you walk forward in this. So here's another one. This is a really easy one, okay? Hope is belief. Faith is to act on what I believe. Somebody got it. Hope is to believe on the inside, right? But faith is to actually take what I believe and act on it, okay? So we've said it. Actually, let me just say something about that one really quick. In fact, this is how we're saved. (laughs) This is how we get saved. It's not by earning it, okay? Don't confuse all of this this teaching and this talk about faith being action, okay? Faith is action. Faith is visible. Faith is something you do. It's something you express. But faith is based on what we hope for in God, not on just what we can do. So faith, uh, sorry, hope is belief. Hope is to believe something and faith is to act on it. This is literally how we get saved. It's not by our works, but by acting on what we believe Jesus did on the cross. Faith is to act on what we believe Jesus has accomplished. And that's how we receive forgiveness and salvation. You say, how do I act? If I believe in my heart and confess with my mouth, then I'm saved. It's good to believe, but believing is only half of it. We have to act on what we believe. Hallelujah. Shatalababa. All right. Does anyone have the interpretation back there? All right. I love it. This is going to be fun. All right. Everything we've taught on hope and faith, faith and hope, we've boiled it it down literally into one phrase, okay? And of all of these catchphrases, I hope one or two will stick with you, but this is the main thing I want us to understand. I feel like this is something the Holy Spirit really wants the church to grab a hold of in this season, okay? And that is what faith actually is. Faith is the action of hope. Faith is the action of hope. Faith puts action to our hope. Faith takes hope from the inside and brings it into reality. Okay? Come on, let's say. Faith is the action of hope. One more time. Faith is the action of hope. Now, just before I give you the final message, and it's really just one point today, I have a question I want you to think about. Have you ever known something to be true and possible, but never personally experienced it for yourself? Can you think of something? That you know it's true, you know it's possible, but you have never personally experienced it. I think of flying. 
I know flying, I know that humans can fly in a plane, okay? <laughs> and in the spirit, okay. No, but I know, I know flying is possible for human beings in an airplane, right? I know it's even true that I could learn how to fly an airplane, right? But I've never experienced that for myself. I've experienced another pilot flying me. <laughs> but I, I know that I could fly a plane. I know I have the, the capability of it. I know it's true that I could go to pilot school and learn how to fly. But I've never personally experienced that for myself, even though I know it's true. Can you think of something that you know it's true? You know it's possible, but you've never actually personally experienced it for yourself. Okay? Some of you are like, I know it would be possible to cook good food, but I've never <laughs> had that experience. <laughs> Most of you have had that experience because we got some great cooks in Encounter Church. But what I want to help us today understand is this this is Unseen Part 3. One. One point today, okay? Not three points, not five points, not even two. One point, one truth. And yes, I'm going to break it down. I'll break the point down to really explain it and understand it. But there's just one point I want to make today. There's one truth I see in the Word of God. And I believe this is the way we have to sort of seal this series on hope and faith. And that is this right here. Hope plus faith leads to experience. Hope, when you add faith to your hope, can lead you into an experience, right? If I hope to one day fly a plane, I could actually have the faith enough to go to pilot school and learn and eventually experience flying a plane for myself, right? Hope plus faith leads to experience. This is a truth that can be observed throughout the entirety of the Bible. I actually had a really hard time choosing the passage to teach from today because there's so many examples of this from Genesis to Revelation that this is true. That hope, when we add faith to it, leads us into and experience, but I chose a passage out of Mark chapter 5 because it's a BOGO. Come on, hit your neighbor and say BOGO. BOGO. It's, a, it's, a, it's a two for one, right? It's a double whammy. It's double trouble. Literally, in this one story, we have this truth illustrated two times, okay? Are you ready? Let's go to Mark chapter 5, and we're going to read verses 21 through 43, I may pause as I read through some of the passage, and then we're going to break it down. But before we read it, because I really want you to read it through the lens of this truth, can we say, hope plus faith leads to experience. All right. Jesus got into the boat again and went back to the other side of the lake where a large crowd gathered around him on the shore. Then a leader of the local synagogue, whose name was Jairus, arrived. 
And when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet, pleading fervently with him. My little daughter is dying, he said. Please come and lay your hands on her. Heal her so she can live. Are you hearing Jairus' hope yet? Can you hear his hope? Heal her so she can live, right? Jesus went with him, and all the people followed, crowding around him. Now we get to the next part. A woman in the crowd had suffered for 12 years with constant bleeding. She'd suffered a great deal from many doctors. And over the years, she had spent everything she had to pay them, but she had gotten no better. Oh my gosh, I better be careful with this right here because this is not the message today, but you better be careful where your hope is. We better be careful where we put our hope. Where, and, and we better be careful how we act on that hope, where we put our faith, right? Not that doctors are bad. Doctors are great. Thank God for doctors. I'm thank, very thankful for doctors. But listen, it's very important. It's very important to choose where you place your hope and where you practice your faith because this poor woman had hoped to be healed for many years and she, by faith in those doctors, spent everything she had and it hadn't worked. No experience, right? Okay, well, a bad experience. All right, so she'd gotten no better. In fact, she had gotten worse. Has anybody ever experienced something like that? Not necessarily with a doctor, but maybe. Where you hope for something and you're doing everything. You're doing everything you can, but instead of the situation getting any better, it's gotten worse. She had heard about Jesus. Whoo. So that's where hope and faith starts. The only way to ever have faith is to hear about Jesus. She'd heard about Jesus. So she came up behind him through the crowd. Some translations give us this, like this picture of her pushing through the crowd, almost like crawling, okay, through the crowd. But she came up through the crowd. They were crowded all around him, and she came up through the crowd, and she touched him. He didn't touch her. She touched him. She touched his robe. For she thought to herself, she thought to herself, here comes her hope, if I can just touch his robe, I'll be healed. Immediately, the bleeding stopped. And she could feel in her body that she had been healed of her terrible condition. Jesus realized at once that healing power had gone out from him. So he turned around in the crowd and asked, who touched my robe? As if he didn't know. Who touched my robe? Do you know that Jesus can feel it when you touch him? It says he felt power go out from him because she touched him. But hold on, 
His disciples said, look at the crowd pressing around you. How can you ask who touched me? Like all of them touched you. <laughs> Everybody's touching you, Jesus. What do you mean who touched me? No, no, this wasn't who touched me. This was who touched me. Like who for real reached out and touched me. He felt her faith. Okay? Jesus didn't send his power into her. She drew Jesus' power out of him by her faith. Who touched me? And he, he kept on looking around to see who had done it. Then the frightened woman, so the way he said it must have frightened her. I don't know what he said, but who touched me? He wanted her to come forward. <laughs> he wanted her to admit it was her. And she finally came, trembling at the realization of what had happened to her. She felt in her body she was healed, right? She fell to her knees in front of him and told him what she had done. <laughs> Jesus, I snuck a miracle from you. <laughs> Me robé un milagro, right? I stole a miracle for you, from you. This is a little different than a lot of other miracles, right? Many miracles, Jesus goes and intentionally heals, but this time, Jesus just let himself be used to be healed because of this woman's faith, okay? And he said... Daughter, your, your faith has made you well. Go in peace. Your suffering is over. While he was still speaking to her, messengers arrived from the home of Jairus, the leader of the synagogue, and they basically said, forget it, all hope is lost. Okay, what you had hoped would happen, not going to happen. Your daughter is dead. There's no use troubling the teacher now. Too late. All hope is lost. Jesus didn't make it on time. But Jesus overheard them and said to Jairus, don't be afraid, just have faith. Then Jesus stopped the crowd and wouldn't let anyone go, anyone go with him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. And when they came to the home, this means Jairus said, okay, Jesus, let's still go, right? That's something we, we, we might overlook. And Jesus said, no, 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 it's okay. And Jairus said, Okay, let's still go. So they finally, they came to the home of the synagogue leader. Jesus saw much commotion and weeping and wailing, and he went inside and asked, why all this commotion and weeping? The child isn't dead. How many know she was dead? Right, she was dead, <laughs> but not to him. The child isn't dead. There is no such thing as all hope is lost to Jesus. Even when it looks like all hope is lost, she's dead. To him, she wasn't dead. Okay? She's only asleep. 
The crowd laughed at him, but he made them all leave. I love it when Jesus told people to get out. And he told the girl's father and mother and the three disciples in the room where the little girl was lying. And holding her hand, he said to her, Talitha kum, which means little girl, get up. And the girl who was 12 years old immediately stood up and walked around. They were overwhelmed and totally amazed. And Jesus gave them strict orders not to tell anyone what had happened. And then he told them to give her something to eat. Hope plus faith leads to experience. When I add faith to what I'm hoping for, that can lead me into a powerful experience. Let's just break it down a little bit. What was Jairus? Let's, let's start with Jairus, okay? His little girl was sick, dying of her sickness, okay? What was Jairus' hope for her to live, right? Jairus hoped, he hoped that he could find Jesus and get Jesus to come to his house and that Jesus would heal her so that she could live, okay? That was his hope. How did Jairus add faith to what he hoped for? It says he pleaded with Jesus and then took Jesus to his house. He added faith to his hope. He didn't just hope maybe Jesus will come through and heal my daughter. No, he actually did something about what he was hoping for. He had the boldness and the courage to go where Jesus was and put his hope into words and plead, Jesus, come to my house, please. Heal my daughter so that she can live. He added faith. He added action to what he hoped on the inside. He took steps of faith towards the dream he had in his heart. He dreamed of his daughter living a long life. But he didn't just dream of it. He actually took steps towards fulfilling that dream. He added faith to his hope. And then... Jairus had an experience. When he added faith to his hope, he had an experience. Now, there was quite the plot twist. Jairus hadn't hoped for a resurrection. <laughs> Are we following along? Jairus hadn't hoped Jesus would come raise his dead daughter. He had hoped that she wouldn't die in the first place. Oh, we're going to come back to that in just a minute. Because sometimes our hopes come to pass, not exactly in the way we thought they would, but they still come to pass. God still does it, it's just in a different way. Okay? Oh, we'll come back to it. All right. But Jairus hoped she would live. He added faith by actually going to Jesus, pleading with Jesus, and then bringing Jesus to his house. And then the experience was she did live, Right? She was healed. How about the other woman? The woman with the issue of blood. The, the, the woman who had been sick all those years. What was her hope? She literally thought of the process of how it would happen. Right? She hoped this. If I can get up there and touch him. 
the result will be I'm healed. That's what she hoped for. But she didn't just hope for it. She actually added faith to her hope. Is anybody beginning to realize that sometimes you've just had hope and haven't added faith? I know I have hope for many things, but have not added faith at times, therefore have not experienced yet what I'm hoping for. But the woman with the issue of blood, she didn't just hope if I could touch Jesus' robe, I'll be healed. She added faith. She did what it took. She pushed through the crowd. She pushed past the people. Listen, she pushed past everybody else trying to touch him. She didn't think, well, everybody else is hoping in Jesus. Who am I? No, no, she knew that her hope was just as important as everybody else's hope that was also crowding around him and trying to touch him. So she pushed past him. She did whatever it took, and she reached out and she touched him. And then she experienced healing. Come on, one more time. Let's say, hope plus faith leads to experience. Now, an important lesson from Jairus. Some of us really need this today. We don't lose hope when what we hope for doesn't happen like we thought it would. We don't lose hope when what we're hoping for doesn't happen like we thought it would. Let's go back. Jairus was not hoping for a resurrection. He was hoping for a healing to prevent her death in the first place. When Jairus was told that his daughter had died, listen, he could have just given up hope. He could have just said, well, it didn't happen. But he didn't. I don't know why this stands out to me so powerfully that he still took Jesus home with him. He must have known something about Jesus. <laughs> he must have known that it's not just what you hope for, it's whom you hope in. Oh, hold on now. It just... Jairus, to me, is an amazing example of faith. Because even when what he hoped for wasn't going like he had hoped, he still had the faith to take Jesus home with him. And I'm sure he wasn't taking Jesus home to conduct a funeral. He obviously knew something more about Jesus. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, Liz and, Liz and I were listening. She showed me this interview of, um, how many of you know who Pastor Darlene Check is? Just like the queen of praise and worship, right? <laughs> Darlene Check. And she was, she was just having this interview with this other um, pastor. I can't remember her name. But they were talking about this. It was so powerful. She said, our hope in must be greater than our hope for. Our hope in is greater. It must be greater than our hope 
for. What, what, what does that mean? Well, we hope for a lot of things right now, right? Let's not even just think personally, okay? Let's think nationwide. Let's think worldwide. What is one thing we are hoping for right now? The end of the pandemic, right? I mean, who hopes that this thing is, gets done, over, all right? Enough already. But listen, what if the pandemic doesn't end anytime soon? Do we lose hope? What if a year from now we're still dealing with the same nonsense? Do we just lose hope? Is all hope gone? No. Because I hope for the pandemic to end, but my hope is not in that. We all hope for healing in our nation right now from the racial, political tension and all that we see and hear going on around us constantly. Do we not all hope for that? How many of us know we've hoped for that for a long time? Just because it doesn't happen yet, does that mean we lose all hope? No, because our hope is not in that. It's just we hope for that, right? Are you beginning to see? We hope for a lot of things, but just because they don't happen now or just because they don't happen at all doesn't mean we lose hope because we just hope for those things, but that's not where our hope is resting. Oh, come on, let's, let's do a little bit more. How many of you have ever hoped to be healed? Yes? Hope for a healing, right? Let's make it real personal. You've hoped for a financial miracle, right? You've hoped for a healed relationship. You've hoped for a restored marriage. You've hoped for freedom from a certain struggle in life. And it still hasn't happened. It's really quiet because we've all experienced that. I hope you're thinking of something. Have you ever hoped for something and it just hasn't happened yet? Please hear my heart. Hear God's heart on this. If that causes you to lose hope, you never had hope in the first place. Not real hope. If what I hope for doesn't come to pass yet, or never for that matter, on this side of heaven, right? If what I'm hoping for doesn't happen or doesn't happen like I think it ought to or like I thought it would. If what I'm hoping for not happening causes me to just lose all hope, I didn't really have hope. Or actually I had misplaced hope. Misplaced hope. If my hope is only in what I'm hoping for and not in whom I am hoping, I will lose hope. Because not everything we hope for always comes to pass like we think it will. In the timetable that we think it ought to. In the way that we think it should. Let's not confuse what we're hoping for and in whom we're hoping in. I know that was redundant, but whom we're hoping in. We never.
never, come on, say never. never. We never lose hope. Just never. Why? Why do we never lose hope even when what we're hoping for doesn't come to pass? Listen, I'm, I'm going to come back to it in a minute. Hoping for things is necessary and good. Like what we just read, these people hope for things. They hope for healings, right? Hope for things is biblical, it's necessary, it's good. God wants you to hope for things. But what God doesn't want is that when those things you're hoping for aren't happening yet that you lose hope. Because the hope has to be in the Lord. Where does my hope rest? Regardless of the outcome of what I'm hoping for, am I still hoping in the Lord? Maybe this will help you. This helped me. The foundation of our hope is not the promise. It's the promiser. And I know that's not a word, but it is today. Okay? We sang about the promise keeper today, right? The foundation of our hope isn't the promise. Because if the foundation of our hope is the promise, and I'm talking about the promises of God. If the foundation of our hope is the promises of God, when we're not experiencing the, the, the experience of the promise yet, do we lose hope? No, because our hope isn't in the promise. Our hope is in the promiser. Our hope is in the one who gave us the promise in the first place. The one who can keep his promises and does. Our faith and our hope must be in the right place. And the right place is the Lord Jesus Christ. He's the one who is hope. We don't give up on hope when the promise seems to tarry, when the promise seems to be taking too long, when the promise even seems to be failing. We don't give up hope. We don't lose hope. We don't become hopeless. Because our hope is in the name of the Lord. Our hope is in the name of the Lord. Our hope is in the one who is hope itself. Come on, somebody say Jesus. Jesus is our hope. Some of you have lost hope because what you're hoping for hasn't happened yet. I'm going to tell you today, don't lose hope. Get your hope out of just what you're hoping for and make sure your hope is resting in him. That being said, to hope for things is good. Okay? To hope for things is good. One more time. Hope plus faith leads to... How many of us want to experience the promises? <laughs> How many of us want to experience that which we're hoping for? I want to experience. I don't want to just believe stuff. I want to see it. I want to feel it. I want to touch it. How many of you know we don't serve a God who's just off in heaven wanting us to just believe stuff? Removed, far away from us. No, no, no. He's as close as the air you breathe. In fact, you're breathing him in right now. He's lending you that breath you're breathing. He's as close as the air we breathe. 
And he doesn't just want us to believe stuff for the sake of believing it. He wants you to experience his power. He wants you to experience that which you see in his word. He wants you to experience it coming to pass in your life. Let me just give you some final thoughts and examples of this, all right? Am I okay just for a couple more minutes? Hope dreams of prosperity, right? Anybody dream of prosperity? Is anyone hoping for prosperity? All right, anybody, anybody else? Do you dream of prosperity? Okay, seatbelts tight. Faith acts on what God's word says about giving her tithes and offerings, generosity, and good stewardship. And then acting in faith towards your hopes eventually leads to prosperity. It does. God's not a liar. He can't lie. What he says is true. Period. My problem is, sometimes I hope for stuff, but I don't do the faith part. And sometimes I hope real hard. You ever just like hope really hard for something? Like I really, really hope to be debt free. I really, really, really hope I can lose weight. That has really not much to do with the word of God. But you know what I'm saying? Like, we hope hard for stuff, but don't do nothing about it. The thing is, what we're hoping for when it's based on God's word, we know what to do about it because it says what to do. God's word says exactly what to do about prosperity. So if I'm hoping for prosperity, I get what to do in his word. And by faith, I actually act on what I'm hoping for. I give my tithes and offerings. I'm generous to others. I practice good stewardship. And listen, that would lead me into the experience of prosperity. Hope dreams of a happy, healthy marriage. Anybody dream? Married people. Okay. Single people that want to be married. Anybody dreaming of a happy, healthy marriage? People that aren't so happily married. Are you dreaming of a happy, healthy marriage? Why don't you say yes? <laughs> How many of you know it's good to hope for prosperity? It's good to hope for a happy, healthy marriage. It's good. But you got to add faith to that hope. Faith, woo! Tighten a little more. Acts on what God's word says about faithfulness, sexual purity, serving each other, submitting to one another, protecting one another, putting Jesus at first and at the center of the relationship. Oh, we could keep going. I know you're hoping for it. I believe you're going to get it. If I add faith, if I add action,
vision based on God's word, right, to what I'm hoping for, that will ultimately lead to my experience of what God's word says. One more. Hope dreams of being powerfully used by God, right? Anybody dreamed of being used by God to fulfill a great purpose? I dream of fulfilling a great purpose. (laughs) Millennial Christianity 101, right? God has a plan for your life. Hmm? God has a, no, this is millennial Christianity. God has an amazing plan for your life. You know what? He actually does. (laughs) But you also know what? Most people don't fulfill it. And it's not God's fault. We hope, we dream of being used by God to fulfill a great purpose, to reach our destiny. But faith, ooh, Jesus, double seat belt with a booster seat. Faith actually acts on what God's word says about living a holy life so you can be an instrument of honor. Faith actually does what God's word says about paying the price to carry the anointing. Faith actually does what God's word says about um, serving others, which is kind of everything. To be used powerfully by God, serving others equals serving him. Adding faith, adding action to what I'm hoping for. Listen, I believe, I believe you are going to experience the amazing joy of being powerfully used by God. But we've got to add action to our faith. And not just any, uh, to our hope, I'm sorry. We've got to add action to what we're hoping for. Because God responds to faith. God doesn't respond so much to hope. That may be hard to hear. God cares about what you're hoping for. In fact, a lot of what you're hoping for, he placed it in your heart. But God isn't moved by people's hope. God is moved by people's faith. God is moved by people who say, I actually am going to act on what I believe. And I believe that as I act on what I believe, you're going to act on my behalf. Because hope, when we add faith to it, it leads us to experience what God has promised. Hope plus faith leads to experience. Wow, I'm not going to have time to really get into this. So I'm just gonna say it as a really quick bonus. Is that all right? This is just a a, a bonus. I hadn't planned to preach it until yesterday, okay? But I'm just gonna do it quick, all right? Grace is the active source of hope and faith. When I read this, I hope when you read, I hope when we read this verse, it hits you like it hit me. Grace is actually what 
activates, what gives us, what moves us in faith and and hope and faith. Look at Philippians 2.13. It says, for God is working in you. Where is he working? In me, right? Giving you the desire, hope, and the power to do faith. What pleases him? That, that Philippians 2.13 is actually the biblical definition of grace, okay? Grace is not just unmerited favor. I don't get what I, I get what I don't deserve, okay? We definitely get what we don't deserve, and we definitely don't get what we deserve, right? But grace is way, 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 way more than that. God just favored me and opened up a parking spot where I wanted to park, okay? That is not grace. That is stupid, okay? I'm not lying. I do pray for him sometimes, though, y'all. <laughs> Maybe he'll honor my faith. (laughs) But grace is more than just God gave me his favor. No, 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 no. That's good. He does that for sure. But grace is the power of God working in us to produce both hope and faith. He gives us the desire, the things we ought to hope for by the Spirit, right? And then he gives us the power to actually do it, faith. What what am I trying to say here? It all comes from your relationship with God. This is not some fun formula that you can just walk out of here and go, I'm going to do hope and I'm going to do faith and boom, I'm going to experience it. No, no. You have to draw this from Jesus. We have to get it from our relationship with him. He will put desires on the inside of us. He will give us hope. Both hope in him and hope for things, promises. But he won't just leave us with the desires. If we'll actually do our part and act, we will find that we've been given the power to actually do it. Hope, when we add faith, leads to experience. Now, we started in Hebrews 11. We're going to end in Hebrews 11. I'm just going to go back to bring this to a close, okay? We've learned, right? Faith is the action of hope. Hope desires, and then faith acts on that desire, and it paves the way to our experience, the fulfillment. Let me just mention a few from Hebrews 11. I want to ask you guys, go back and read Hebrews 11, okay? It's a list of people who added faith to their hope and then got an experience. It's literally a list of that right there. Maybe you have read about these or heard these stories. Maybe you've only heard some of them or others, but just just bear with me, okay? Abel hoped for God's approval. But Abel added faith by bringing a good offering. And then he experienced God's approval, God's blessing. Noah hoped for God's protection. But he didn't just hope. He actually added faith and he built a big old boat. And then he experienced God's protection and a great salvation, right? Abram hoped for God's blessing 
But then he added faith and he actually left home and went where God told him to go. And eventually he experienced an amazing blessing, supernatural multiplication. Sarah hoped for descendants. Then she actually conceived in her old age and experienced a miracle baby. I don't mean to be silly, but in order for Sarah to get what she was hoping for, she had to have enough faith to do what it takes to have a baby in her old age, in her old age. And she experienced the miracle. Moses hoped for freedom from slavery. Oh, but he added faith. He went and he confronted Pharaoh and commanded him to let God's people go. And then they did. And he, they did the Passover. And then they left. And then they got to the Red Sea. And he hoped. <laughs> he still hoped for God to save him. But he didn't just hope. He literally crossed through the water onto the other side and he experienced supernatural deliverance from slavery Joshua hoped for victory oh but he didn't just hope he acted he added faith they marched around Jericho and you know what they experienced inheriting the promised land the list goes on and on and on. Look back at Hebrews 11. Read. But this is a truth. This is a reality. Hope plus faith lead to experience. Before we close, pray for everyone. I just want to ask, have you experienced salvation it's more than just believing in Jesus have you acted on what you believe about Jesus it's more than just believing he came and went to the cross and died for your sins it's more than even believing he rose from the grave have you acted? The Bible says, again, we believe in our hearts, but we must confess with our mouth the Lordship of Jesus. We don't just believe He is the Lord. We make Him my Lord. Yes? It's more than just believing. We have to act on what we believe because that's what faith is. My hope is in eternal life. And the reason I know I'm going to experience eternal life is because my faith has caused me to follow Jesus. To confess Him and make Him the Lord of my life. To live my life for Him. Faith is the action of what we're hoping for. Have you experienced salvation? More than just a prayer, more than just being a part of a church, more than just a belief system. Have you experienced God saving you, setting you free? 
Have you experienced the forgiveness of your sins? Have you experienced what it feels like to go from darkness into light? Have you experienced a new birth that you're no longer the same person? Don't just believe, act on it. Today, I wanna give you the chance. I wanna give you the opportunity. If you've never confessed Jesus Christ as the Lord of your life, maybe you believe, but if you've never taken the step of faith to proclaim Him, to confess Him, to, to consciously decide to make Him the Lord of your life and to follow Him. Today is the day for you to experience salvation, not just believe in it. Maybe we ought to just close our eyes for a moment and bow our heads because this is something that only you can decide for yourself. This is something no one else can decide for you. This is something that's personal, but then it becomes known by all but it first has to be a personal decision. Have you acted? Have you put your faith in Jesus Christ? If you do, you'll be born again. If you do, you'll receive eternal life. Today is the day to do it. Who says that's me? Okay. Who says, that's me? Maybe you want to just lift your hand up real quick and say, that's me. I want to confess Jesus Christ as my Lord. I want to experience salvation. I want to be born again. Or maybe you've, maybe you once followed Jesus, but you haven't been following Jesus. And you know, you know you need to act today. <laughs> You know you need to add some faith to your hope. You know you need to do something about being far from God. You need to come close to Him again. Maybe it's truly rededicating your life to Him, whatever. Everybody in the room, anyone watching online, if that's you, come on just real quick. Is that anybody else in the room? Say, that's me. Come on, let's stand. there where you are whether this is your first time or you've been backslidden and you need to come home come on, I'm not going to pray a prayer today for you to repeat you've got to act for yourself maybe you say I don't even know what to say or what to do call on Jesus right now where you are Jesus save me Jesus I confess you're my Lord Jesus I turn away from sin I turn away from this life far from you I turn my heart I turn my life to you Jesus save me Jesus I decide to follow you Jesus some of us need to do today like what Jairus did 
and plead with Him, not because He's not listening, but because we mean it so much. Jesus, I need you. Jesus, Jesus, you're the Lord of all. And today I declare you're my Lord. I surrender all to you. I do believe you died for me on the cross. I do believe you were risen from the, from the dead. I do believe you're the Lord of Lords. And today I make you the Lord of my life. I decide to follow you, Jesus. feel like we need to do before we go today is I feel like there's, we, this room is full of hope. Some hope is very alive. It's very real. It's very vivid to you right now. You truly are thinking of things you're really hoping for that you'll see God do. Others are kind of like Jairus where you're hoping, but it, 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 it definitely hasn't happened yet or hasn't happened like you thought it would. But you're still holding on to that hope. But today is a day to add faith to what we're hoping for. And one of the things that adds faith is to pray. It's not just to feel it on the inside or want it on the inside, but it is to, and it's not just to pray silently, it's to open our mouth like Jairus did and actually ask Jesus, for what you're hoping for. Pray, ask. Jesus didn't say hope and you shall receive. He said ask and you shall receive. He didn't say hope and you shall find. He said seek and you shall find. He didn't say hope and the door will be open. No, he said knock on the door and it'll be open. We have to add faith to what we're hoping for. And come on, just as we prepare to end today in worship, some of you might even need to just come to the altar. Maybe get on your knees, on your face, stand, whatever you want to do. But it's time to take a step of faith and pray. And even, I feel like the Holy Spirit is gonna speak some very specific words of like steps of faith. Even as you come and pray, at, your alt at the altar, at your seat, whatever, as you pray, I feel like the Holy Spirit is gonna show you what to do after you pray. The steps of faith and obedience to take. But just come on as we worship. If you wanna to come to the altar and pray, if you wanna remain in your seat and pray, if you wanna get on your knees, on your face, stand, whatever you wanna do. But let's pray about these things we hope for today as we worship the promise keeper. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I really believe God spoke to you through his word today and is moving in your life. If you'd like more information about Encounter Church or you'd like to give your tithes and offerings, you can visit our website at EncounterChurchAtlanta.org. I'd also like to invite you to share this message on social media. Thanks again.